This episode is brought to you by Mark Wahlberg's Cameo account. For only $500, you can get a personalized video message from Mark Wahlberg where he says hi to your mother for you. It's horror movie talk with your boys. It's your boys. Bryce Hansen, that's me. And Dr. David Doy. I'm David Doy. Pete. Pete pop poop poop. Mm-hmm. Um, we review horror movies, especially new theatrical re- releases, but Did not we? today. They'd really like to stress certain words within the script. <laughs> okay. And the words you'd like you to stress are love. <laughs> <laughs> I just shared a, a clip from Toast of London with David, and it's probably the hardest I've seen him laugh in I've, a long time. I've never laughed that hard in my entire life. I've, I just died of hilarity. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, which is not um, my take on today's movie. Yeah, today's movie is The Happening. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, This one was actually voted on by our patrons, so you can blame them. Um, I know I do. (laughs) Yeah, I sure do, too. Uh, If you're new to the show, go to our website, horrormovietalk.com. There you'll find links to all the things. Uh, We post new episodes every Wednesday, so please uh, subscribe and leave a review if you can. Well, if you like us, you can leave a review uh, if you don't like us. But you know, we prefer you not. Um, we instead you should call our voicemail at six eight two two five three four four six eight and let us know how hard we suck. What we need to know. Uh, we give a brief review and synopsis for every movie we, we review at the top of the episode. We give a score from 1 to 10, and uh, after we give the score, we'll have a delineated spoiler section so you can hop out if you don't want the movie spoiled. So excited for your game. You bringing back the Rotten Tomatoes game. Yeah, getting the Rotten Tomatoes game uh, this episode. The M. Night (gasps) Shyamalan-themed Rotten Tomatoes game. I might actually do really good at this. Oh, wait, this is going to be hard. Yeah. Um, I asked David during the uh, intro whether he knew the reference from the from the ad, the uh, the SNL sketch. Oh yeah, no, I didn't know that. I mean, I know Mark Wahlberg. You know, uh, back in his when he was Marky Mark, word yeah. to your mom, word you know? to your mom. Yeah. Uh, here, let me pull it, pull it up real quick. Okay, so this is the original sketch. And now Mark Wahlberg talks to animals. Hey, I'm Mark Wahlberg. You guys know me. <laughs> Andy Samberg is Mark Let's go Wahlberg. Talk to some animals. <laughs> hey, dog, how's it going? I like your fur. That looks really great. So you're a dog, right? What's that all about? <laughs> He's got him down. Okay. Well, it was great to meet you. Say hi to your mother for me, okay? <laughs> well, Mama talked to a donkey. Hey, donkey, what's going on? You're a donkey. I like that. You eat apples, right? I produce entourage. Okay. Talk to you later, donkey. Anyways. Uh, say hi to your mother for me. Say hi to your mother for that's, me. That, that <clears throat> becomes the catchphrase, is the sketch 
repeats. Speaking of saying hi to your moms, uh, I just... I fucked your mom last night. Yeah, I fucked your mom last night. But also, I need to say thank you to our latest patrons, because sometimes we forget to do that for a little bit. Uh, Although, this episode isn't going to be airing for a long time, so... Yeah, who knows? On second thought, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) No. Thank you to Neil D., Zena, Jeremy from... Milwaukee, J. Matt, Colton R., Sarah M., Julian K., Daniel P., Dominic P., and Laura M. We appreciate all you guys, and sorry that this came out a little bit later than it would have Mm -hmm. normally, because, I don't know, we're just disorganized um, dum-dums. Indeed. Especially Bryce. Hey. Hmm. So we went and watched The Happening. It's available right now on HBO Max. And I'll tell you what, it was not very happening. Here is the trailer. supposed to stop here what's going on you can't just leave us here sir we lost contact with whom everyone there appears to be an event happening it's some kind of attack First stage is loss of speech. Claire. Claire? The second stage is physical disorientation. The third stage is fatal. So the happening starts out with a mass psychosis event in Central Park, New York, where all of a sudden everyone decides to kill themselves. Mark Wahlberg plays Elliot Moore, a pretty dumb high school teacher (laughs) that with family and friends... Like every high school teacher you ever met. uh, With family and friends tries to escape whatever is causing the psychosis. What could possibly be causing the happening? Theories abound. Could it be a terrorist attack? Could it be bees? Could it be trees? Could it be a 60s performance art exhibition? No one knows. The Happening has a reputation for being a bad movie. (laughs) You're leaving that sentence hanging, huh? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It was really the nail in the coffin for M. Night Shyamalan's ability to create a quality movie. I'll say that the consensus is not wrong. I, you know, I, okay, this this thing, this thing right here is what I take issue with. We mm-hmm. can't create one bad movie. He, like, you go through Alfred Hitchcock's shit, which, by the way, is the most apropos person to compare M. Night's career to, and there's a bunch of shit in there, mm-hmm. like a bunch of garbage, and and he, no one faults him for it. There's this there's this new cult of personality that's like, he made a bad movie. He's well, when, done. When was the last great M. Night Shyamalan movie? 
Uh, oh, dude, uh, it was The Visitor. Um, but although, that's the last one I can recall. The Visit. Uh, yeah, maybe it was The Visit. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I liked Old a lot. It was Like, he doesn't make bad movies. He makes good movies. He made one bad movie, as far as I can tell. E- okay, well. What are the bad ones, Bryce? <clears throat> this one? Old? Old wasn't um, bad. You gave Old a seven. You. Did I? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that was an ironic seven. <laughs> Glass, split, the visit. Um, okay, the last airbender was bad. Right. So anyways. The, but uh, there's so many good ones. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not saying that he's a terrible director, but he's definitely the comparing the quality of his first three films to the rest of them. Um, I don't know what what the difference is, but like it just seems like he has a lot less care for the craft and especially the writing. You know what struck me is this felt like a fifties sci-fi movie. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like, oh, this is like M. Knight's unable to separate out his nostalgia for the fifties and sixties from his ability to direct in this movie. Like he was just like so smitten with like the pod people. Well, yeah. So, I mean, this one comes off of, I think the lady in the water is the last movie he had. So it was like, um, six Sense was like a phenomenon. Yeah. Then unbreakable people are like, uh, Oh, okay. And then unbreakable was good though. Like that's one of your favorite. I, yeah. That's one of my favorite movies, but it just was, it was kind of against, type or what people are expecting you have one good you have the sixth sense and all of a sudden you have this ultimate lineage type it's like, and then there was there was signs yeah uh the village people were starting to complain about i love the village i, I really like the village and then lady in the water people were like what i like that are one you too. gonna get back to good movies what are you I, this and is the thing where the i don't happening. get yeah the happening not not great the last airbender not great. Um, but then, you know, he goes on to make The Visit, Split, Glass, Old. Like, Old was fun. Mm-hmm. It was. I guess Split would probably... I would, I would classify that as his latest great movie. Like, that one kind of stands out as actually a really good one. Did you see The Visit? No. Not Crushing. Yet. Yeah. It's great. Um, Where was I? So... It's not painfully bad. Uh um, The happening? Yeah. Oh. Uh it's pretty bad. It's pretty it's bad. not it's not painfully bad, but it is laughably bad in parts. Like yeah. it's comically bad in in some parts. Um this is mostly because of M Night Shyamalan's clunky writing it's very unnatural and makes every character seem like they came from an alternate universe where infomercials were reality um very strange uh what makes it more frustrating is that there are scattered gems of quality dialogue or situations that in a better movie would have been endearing moments in this film however however it makes you wonder how someone that is capable of writing convincing human moments would decide to write the rest of the movie like everyone has a head injury the second problem with the film is the casting of Mark Wahlberg as the lead. He is just not a good actor and has no possible hope of saving the dialogue through performance. In fact, almost all of the unintentional humor is created by Mark's line delivery and stupid facial expressions. The acting in this is so... Like, Mark and Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, Zoe Deschanel is, is kind of... Both of them are pretty, like, just blank face. What the fuck are you doing? You're just like... In this movie, I mean, I like some of Zoe Deschanel's stuff that she's done, but in this movie, paired with Mark Wahlberg, they just look like two people with resting dumb face. Yeah, they're just so like, good. And John Leguizamo does everything he can to like carry yeah, this. Is, it's astounding because you see, John Leguizamo is such a high quality actor that like it's jarring going <laughs> from his performance to. 
Mark Wahlberg. No. No. What? No. <laughs> no. What? Um. So. Yeah, it's, it, Mark Wahlberg is a problem here. Um, as with any M Night Shyamalan movie, regardless of quality, there are some interesting ideas and concepts. Most of the creativity here comes from the various deaths throughout. The premise of a mysterious viral mass suicide event is genuinely interest is a genuinely interesting premise, and can be truly disturbing at moments. However, the posited explanation is so dumb, mm-hmm. you're left wondering why you even bothered sitting through this shit show. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad. This is one of those situations where uh, there's a lot of situations with with Shyamalan movies where people are like. At it, it seems like the consensus is like this is trash, this is bad, and then I watch her. I'm like, I like it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and a lot of that. The best example for me is the village because the village came out while I was on my mission, so I was like completely media blind for two years. Bryce is an ex Mormon, by the way, and and so I didn't get any of the media hype around the village. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't see any advertising. And I think that really is what like sets people off is like you set these expectations through trailers and through all this marketing. And then it's like misdirection or they don't get what they expect or the hype, you know, is, you know, it doesn't live up to the hype, but I came in, in it blind and the village is great. Oh yeah, I, like, I, I really, and in terms of like the twist ending that M Night is kind of famous for and mocked about, that's one of the better ones. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's like okay, but this one is that's not the case. The consensus is right. This is a bad movie. Oh yeah, this, yeah, is, this is bad. Yeah, it's it's frustrating to sit through <laughs> because it's so nothing. It's just so nothing. It hints at what the issue is the whole way through so you know the whole way through and then it turns out to be that and it's just underwhelmed like who cares <laughs> like but more, more so i'm sorry continue no you go keep going i don't know so the the, the, the acting in this is so obviously terrible i mean it's just bad it's just bad and the dialogue is delivered so stiltedly and mark and zoe de chanel are just like doe-eyed fucking (laughs) deer in the headlights bullshit the whole way through this thing and it's like why do i care i don't care at all i don't well it's 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 crazy because it seems like a lot of dialogue is given to people that are basically extras like they're not, you know, known names, not even like character act, known character actors. Like there's a lot of no name actors in this movie that have, you know, significant lines or significant parts. Yeah. But they're not like, you know, it's not the level of acting that you would see even in like a, a a run of the mill character actor that you see in like TV shows. And, but you pair them up with Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel and it's like, this Everything is all the same flat. quality. It all know? falls flat. Yeah. 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 Uh, like I said, John Leguizamo kills it um, or tries to as best as he can. You know, he tries to carry the thing, but he's only in a little bit of it. And then Betty Buckley um, plays Mrs. Jones towards the end, and she she really does a, a really good job, too. But they can only help so much <laughs> yeah. because the, the baseline of Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel are so... Go- what? Ha! How? How did you allow this out of the editing bag? Like, right. it was just like, ah, this is, is going to be rough. This is going to be rough. And then it was it's like fucking M- rough. It's like M. Night was like, I'm going to try to experiment on this. Let's just not watch the dailies. Let's just never review anything that we shot until we enter the editing bay. And then they realize, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg is very bad. Anyways, uh, what score do you give this one? Okay, so I think back to rough movies we've seen recently, mm-hmm. and the biggest one, the standout one, that we watched back in December 
was the number 23. Mm. I think we both gave that a one. Uh, yeah. That was just unpleasant to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was not quite that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really legitimately angry that I that I saw one of my favorite actors in such a horrible, mm-hmm. garbage, garbage, garbage movie as 23. Um, the number 23, I should say. Yeah, he played the number 23. Ugh, it was so bad. This is not that. Um, it's still kind of a movie, and it's still kind of a blockbuster movie, and it feels that way to an extent. It's just such a letdown. I want to give it a three, but it's such a letdown mm. that I think I fall on a two. Yeah, I get, I give it a three, um, and the reason why it's not a two is that there were some, again, some interesting ideas, um, some pretty good moments that I actually enjoyed. But, and the, and the kills, like the death scenes in it, like some of them are pretty haunting. Like it's like in terms of like some, there will be some stuff that sticks with me that I'll remember from this movie, but the majority of it was like, it was pretty rough to watch because it's so simple and so dumb. It did seem like an excuse to, it did seem like. A vehicle like like M. Night wanted to make a vehicle to show disturbing ways to kill yourself. Sure. Yeah. That, that felt like the like the push of the whole movie to where I was like, oh, OK, he wants to show the wackiest, most crazy situations under which you could kill yourself and have that be disturbing. And to an extent, it was effective. Right. But it was just sandwiched in so much garbage. Just yeah. Didn't. didn't just kind of fell flat for me yeah um okay so consensus is it's bad so uh let's talk about some of our sponsors um in that if you're listening to this and you hear any commercials should know that you don't have to you could just directly sponsor us on our patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk and there you'll get access to ad-free versions of our episodes. And uh, you'll get access to them as soon as we record finish, them. finish editing them. Editing them. Which uh, which sometimes is like hours before people, maybe, and sometimes maybe it's days should, before. Maybe you should just commit. Maybe you should just uh, commit to giving them the, the value. There's value. That they listen to it hours before anyone else. Mm. Without ads. Well, if if I'm editing the episode, you get it literally half a week before. Sometimes, sometimes minutes after we get done recording. Oh, good for you. Oh, I don't get to toot my horn about this, about providing all the value good in that. Good for you. Yeah, it um, is. Also, you can support us at our shop, horrormovietalk.com slash shop. Um, we also have a resident artist that we like to plug and you should support as well that's dustin gobel um you should check out all of his artwork on our um posts on horrormovietalk.com and throughout our social media tell you what this last (laughs) this last week um as of this recording we posted stranger by the lake as our review ew and his his image for that oh, pretty great was spot on. Yeah. It was like a close up of the guy's mustache. Yeah. And it literally it took me half a day before I realized that the background was a bunch of dicks. Ew, David. Yeah, it was a and lot of dicks in the so background. F- the guy is funny. Anyways, you can find him on Instagram at dgobel zero zero. You can give him a holler and ask him to do a commission and I'm sure he'll Line that up for you. Um, if you want to leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. Thanks again for listening. Let's get into Sploy Blurs. Spoilers. Are we recording? Yes. Oh, thank God. I'm not going to say that it, you're, it's not warranted. You've saved us, saved us in the past. Um, sure. So, the happening. So, New York. It's in Central Park. The opening scene. Just everyone... Jumps right into it. Jumps right into it. Everyone just suddenly is standing still. 
alarming. Yeah, it's it. It's a moment that everyone super dreads, mm-hmm. right? It's like a drug trip gone very, very bad, very suddenly. See, it's you see this in other movies though. It's like kind of a trope, is that everyone's standing still except for the one person. Like it'll happen in the Truman Show. Like that's another example. Okay. Yeah. Like other shows, and in this one, it everyone stands still except this one woman. Mm-hmm. And in the context of this movie, that doesn't actually make any sense. Why would she not? Because she's not. It never explains that anyone's immune to it. And it's just like basically she gets an extra like three Mississippi before it could be. It she could, also kills herself. I it guess it could be a perception thing. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. Or, or you know, it could be that way for everyone. It could be that everyone just perceives motion stopping. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a perspective thing. I don't know. Who knows? But it, it is effective to me. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And everyone starts killing themselves. And that's the premise. Had you seen this before previously? No. Never. Ne- yeah, me neither. I, uh, I just, I steered clear of this one. Yeah. And it did not seem interesting. Like there's some there's some movies that have a bad reputation, that it's like, well I got I'll got I got to give it a chance I got to see what this is all about and see whether this is kind of like the hive mind, or, you know if it's warranted. Yeah, but this one I knew that it was the premises. The plants are attacking. It's like a chemical release by plants, and that premise seems so like uninteresting to me that it's like okay. You know, maybe it seems unsatisfying to have a, that revealed. You know, yeah. There, so there's a thing that that for those of you who are too young to remember or who just weren't paying attention um, during the rise of M Night Shyamalama Ding Dong, uh, there was a thing that would happen upon the release of any M Night movie, where it was like it was a buzz, like mm-hmm. people in the world were just talking. They're like, do you see the new M Night movie? Yeah, the twist is, and then they would blow it for people. Right? They'd just be like, oh, you know, here's the deal with the Sixth Sense. Here's the deal with Signs. Here's the deal with the visit. Here's the, or with um, uh, you know, of the village. And I almost wonder if he got so fucking frustrated with people blowing his movies that he just made this so that people would stop caring about his movies. Yeah, there's a little bit of it where you wonder how much it's M. Night fucking with people. Yeah. Because, yeah, I I don't know. But seeing him interviewed on the Norm show um, really... Gives you a good insight into who M. Night really is. I don't remember that one. It's a good one because he's really honest. He's really yeah. earnest. And I don't think that's the case. I think he was trying to make a good movie in this Yeah. Case. I The other thing about M. Night, and this is like kind of the secret with the secret of his success and of directors, some, some categories of directors, you're like, why do, why do they keep? getting to make movies Hmm. if like no one seems to like them very much but they're consistently able to like release like paul ws anderson yeah big budget theatrical release movies and the answer is they do them under budget and on time yeah like that's if you want success in hollywood deliver a movie under budget and within the production time frame and be just pleasant to work with. Yeah. On Paul, the corporate level. Yeah. Paul W.S. Anderson, that one dude who created Doom, who did all the video game movies. Right. Uh, Bull. Yeah. You, uh, you Bull. You Bull. Uh, like, yeah, these guys get continue to get... That's a good point. They continue to get work because they don't burn bridges and they meet expectations. Right. Not... And there's, on the flip side, there's, like, directors that are fantastic, but also consistently go over budget, and then they just never get to make movies again. Yeah, like uh, Peter Jackson. (laughs) Peter Jackson, or, like, 
I mean, even Orson Welles, like that was his oh, thing. Shit, yeah. It was like, oh yeah. I mean, Citizen Kane was a huge expense that all that pretty much basically ruined RKO. And so he didn't get to make the movies he wanted to make anymore because, like, it doesn't matter if it's artistically great and going to be a legendary movie if it doesn't make the studio money. Yeah, the budget on that cane was just yeah. through the roof. Um, Could have just used a walking stick. So, yeah, I mean, I I do th- think that, you know, he's he's relatively earnest and he doesn't do a lot of fucking around, but some of the dialogue is like... Like you know how yeah, data he wrote this whole thing. How data in Star Trek: The Next Generation doesn't speak in um, um, contractions, right? And it's stunningly uh, 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 conti- contiguous throughout, right? Like you're like, wow. They, they even really- they even call attention to it in, in an episode where he does use a contraction. And and you don't even and you barely blink an eye, but then you realize, oh, he's never used a yeah. contraction. And then much. Riker's like, "No, you cannot. You can't. You can't say can't. You're data, motherfucker." And he's like, "You're not the real data." And that kind of dialogue, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like I I can't stand it when cannot. I cannot stand it when dialogue in movies. Doesn't sound natural. Does not sound natural. Yeah. Like when Mark Wahlberg is like, you know, we, we lost the, the train conductors. Like we lost contact with, with, uh, everyone. And Mark Wahlberg goes with whom? It's like, no one says whom. Yeah. I heard that in the trailer and I came to a halt in yeah. my brain. My brain just went screech yeah. and everything stopped. And I was like, did Mark Wahlberg say whom? And, like, in the opening scene with Mark Wahlberg's character, like, it's immediately apparent that the writing is going it to be It is bad. immediately compa- apparent. Yeah. <laughs> it is immediately apparent <laughs> that the dialogue is going to be bad. Yeah. And uh, because he's talking with high school students and the tone it's trying to set is uh like a teacher fucking around with the students and like being a quick talker and you know sarcastic you know to gain their attention but it sounds like the guy is in an infomercial because he's not talking in contractions and is like it sounds like a like one of those commercial training videos yeah yeah that's what the dialogue is like um and I, I, it was so immediately distracting, Mark Wahlberg's performance, that I was like, how, it's one of those where it's, maybe like, this will get better. How did this, how was this choice made? Like, who let Mark Wahlberg make this choice for delivering these lines? Because I could see how it could work, or at least who could save the dialogue by like, you know, using contractions or being sarcastic in a believable and natural way. So what this character really needs is someone like Ryan Reynolds or Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. That can, like, is a quick talker, sarcastic, and establishes, believably establishes rapport with young people. Dude, if it was Dave Chappelle, holy shit. <laughs> It'd just be like, you remember him in Men in Tights? Yeah. Hey, Blinken. I'm sorry. Did you say A. Blinken? No, I said Hey, Blinken. <laughs> uh, that was like scrawny Dave Chappelle. It's it's crazy seeing. That's that, how I only think of Dave Chappelle. That and get and and baked and half baked. Yeah, it's crazy seeing young Dave Chappelle compared to just like whoa, beefed yeah, up. He looks like a cow. Whoa, what? Just in he looks like a cow on steroids where it's like how how is that natural you know just all beef you are out of control right now out of control out of out of line not okay a cow i mean he's beefy he's beefy yeah okay so you think of him as cattle i, I see the error <laughs> of my ways now 
Happy Juneteenth, everyone. That's <laughs> within the script. Okay. And the words. <laughs> That's the face you just gave. <laughs> was just. Was just. <laughs> Uh, okay, moving on. <laughs> see, see anyone see can twist your words into anything they want, and it's and it's funny. <laughs> and then weird, like turns of phrases, like the head the head of school said this. I have never heard the head of school that term <laughs> head of schools. I didn't even think about that. The head of school. What? I'm like is. Do, is there somewhere where they don't use the names the the title superintendent? You know, for high school or for like public school administrator. I think I think the we're the wrong people to be tearing apart the happening because we are so nitpicky. You know, I wonder how much it, you know, okay. When when really theory. it's the basic premise of the whole thing that we should be ripping on the hardest. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. I'm just saying, like, listen, it's not lost on me that the real bad part of this whole thing is also just the thing itself. Right. <laughs> like, it's bad just generally. Right. Um, I just had a realization that I wonder if it's because it's created for international markets to where it's like, Head of this, school. This oh, will yeah. be better if we say it this way because it'll be translated much better. Remember the Meg? Yeah. Remember? Yeah, that one was another apparent one where it's like, oh, they're making they're they're using super obvious dialogue for when they translate to this for countries where China, pe- China, very specifically, where people are you know kind of dumb when it comes to movies. They're not as Whoa! Sophisticated in like it's not even that. It's just that it has to be translated into another language that that shares nothing in common with a romance. Well, language. I think there's. I think you take for granted a lot of the shorthand like um, tropes and a lot of like the how quick people are to pick up on things in America in movies. Yeah, like a lot can be communicated through like a glance, and you know there's. If you're in India and this is the first Western movie you've ever seen because you've saved up for five months. Whoa, Jesus Christ, just off the rails over here. Oh, I'm sorry. There's not poor people in India? Oh, God. Are we saying that? Oh, God. But no, what I'm saying is The Meg was was the first movie that I remember there being a buzz about the movie because it was intentionally filmed, like what you're saying, with... With a duality in mind. This right. is not necessarily a blockbuster just for America. This is a blockbuster for America and China or China. Well, yeah, I wonder, but I mean, I wonder for stuff like head of schools, if it's like, oh, that was a note from the studio to say head of schools because they might not know how to translate superintendent. That over in Great Britain. Yeah. Over. <laughs> when they translated over to old GB. So, yeah, it's it's there's so much like little things that feel out of place. Um, all right, so the premise is again, people just start committing suicide on mass, and we're told that there's three stages: um, uh, weird speech, weird speech, loss of orientation. You can't walk good anymore, and then you die, and then it's just kaput. You're just dead. Um, Say hi to your word to your moms. They try to give a couple options for like what could this be? Like the one that they really push is is terrorists because that's the zeitgeist of the two thousands. Is like everything's a terrorist attack. Well, everything's a terrorist attack. I mean, really, after two thousand one, everything is a right. terrorist attack. Like that just rewrote history. Right. It's just like anything that happens, terrorist. Right. Oh, people you don't agree with politically? Terrorists. Right. They're domestic, though. Mm-hmm. We like our terrorists domestic. Yeah. I don't like imported no. terrorism. No, that terrorism. <laughs> straight out. Fuck that. Um, And then, like, there's a lot of talk about the bees. 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 <laughs> like, 
about how the bees are disappearing because that was like a you real, don't want to see my bees. That was a big topic in the two thousands as well. It's like where where are my bees gone? Yeah, and I wonder. As of the writing of this movie, did they actually not know? It almost feels like a topic where scientists always knew, but like the general public was like, bees are gone. Yeah, it was. Well, it's a it's an alarming headline, right? Yeah, this is it's one of those things. Well, bees have always been a weird fucking topic ever since I was a little kid. Remember, remember when it was. Africanized bees, mm-hmm. killer bees, killer bees are coming up from. For some reason, the African bees are coming from South America. Mm-hmm. Which do, why aren't they like Colombianized bees or something like right. that? But uh, but no, it's Africanized bees, and then they get into America, so they're African Americanized bees, mm-hmm. and then and then that stopped being a thing because they just started fucking dying off mm-hmm. because people were using too much pesticide and right. And bee mites and yada, yada, yada. So that's like pushed, but almost immediately it's like given, oh, it's the plants though. Yeah. It's like, okay. And it doesn't even go through a lot of effort to discredit that idea. Other than having the person that delivers the theory as being kind of kooky. Man, I'm glad you're doing this because to me this review's over. (laughs) <laughs> there was a, I will say there was one headline that I saw on a newspaper where they're in New York and they're looking at a newspaper and it says Philadelphia and I just uh-huh. want to say that's the best Lamb of God album. <laughs> it is Philadelphia where they recorded a live show in Philadelphia and then they called it Philadelphia. So it's the best. Okay, so there's a couple things I want to note. Some features of this film. Hmm. Are you a big uh, Lamb of God fan? No. No. Can't say I've heard them before. Whew. Okay. Got weird in here pretty quick. So, um, so one of the features, and it happens over and over again, is that the characters are always late to the party with the dialogue in the scene. And it's this weird phenomenon where, like, Mark Wahlberg will be like talking with the army guy and he's like, so, you know, it's, it seems like it's coming from the trees. And if the wind is, is, uh, you know, sending it from here and like all going through all this like conceptual work. And then the, the answer will be from the other guy. So you think it's the trees? It's like, yeah. yeah mother- yes. We've been talking about that for 20 minutes. I, just, I, I prefaced my whole thing with it's the, we think right. it's the trees. There's so many times where like the entire like group of people are talking about a singular thing and then the main character will be like, are we talking about this thing? It's like, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> and it's so weird. Like there's a place for that kind of dialogue. It's at the start of the conversation. At the start of the conversation. <laughs> but it's it's just, it's bizarre. But like you said, it really does harken back to like 50s sci-fi it feels, monster movies. Oh, it feels so much like, if you go back and watch sci-fi movies from the 50s and 60s, um, it, you have to wear a different, right. you have to wear a different cap. Yeah. To, while watching them because because now everything is like it, those are just dialogue movies like it's almost like required that you have a b so- storyline in these movies of of just dialogue about mundane baloney and uh but you know if if you go to the invasion of the body snatchers from the 50s it's it's still a great movie it's just executed in a it's a totally different art form back then yeah it's like five minutes of of special effect shots supported by 90 minutes of scientists talking in lab coats right yeah and and i mean that holds true for i mean so many godzilla movies are like that where it's just like this would be great if it wasn't all a bunch of scientists in a room full of flashing uh, lights mm-hmm. and and little buttons going off, talking about 
Rodan and how we, he can be stopped by Godzilla for a half hour. But this movie somehow, for some reason, resurrects that whole that whole like storytelling mechanism. And it, would, it might have worked if the direction was a little more hokey. You know, if it was a little more over the top with the style, if it was more stylized yeah. to that age, like, I think that would have been sold a lot better. Um, another feature that I thought was unique was um, how many extras were featured in this movie. Like, and it's it's weird in shots where you realize that the group reaction scenes rely on a bunch of actors that aren't very good at acting yet because they're literally extras, but they're extras in the foreground. They're not in the background. Mm -hmm. It's like these, these people's reactions are in the very front of the camera. And it's like, Oh yeah. Just, just like, and this is the under budget part. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. So you see, we spent all our money on Zoe Deschanel and Mark Wahlberg and John Leguizamo, and we had to kill John Leguizamo off real early. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's another feature. And then I'll, I'll take a moment and talk about some of the good things. There were some, like, scenes that I liked in this. They're few and far between, but there's some stuff that that worked for me. Like, one was when he's talking to the plastic tree... I think that holds up. Yeah, it's okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. He's like, I'm talking to a plastic tree. I'm still doing it. Why am I still talking to a plastic tree? That had a very Jeff Goldblum Jurassic Park feel to it. (laughs) That part was good. The part where he's talking about, like, this revenge scenario where he's like, so part of... I'm talking to myself in the field. Part of the plot was Zoe Deschanel um, went out for desserts with a coworker and feels guilty about it because it's kind of because she lied for about why she was going out. So it's kind of the, the preamble for cheating kind of thing. And Mark Wahlberg's like, you know what? I was at a pharmacy the other day and I saw a really attractive woman and I asked her where the cough syrup was. And he goes through this thing where he's like, it was total. I didn't need cough syrup. It was totally unnecessary cough syrup. And like that, that dialogue was like, this is, it landed for me. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. It was like, that works. And you you see that and you're like, he can write this. Oh, yeah. He no. can write it in a believable way that like reflects humanity. <laughs> yes. And um, th- like the this movie done really well is old where it cuts out all this baloney and it's fast 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 it's fast it's very it's snappy it's it's smash cutting it's it's you don't have time to process the dumb right the dumb bullshit concepts because it's too fast with more new information that's mm-hmm. interesting and keeps you on the edge of your seat and uh something unnatural is happening to the natural world and oh no it's bad because it affects this group of people in a in an intense way. Very, but in old, you don't get you don't get that time to sit down and right. be like, "Wow, this is bullshit." Old does have some pretty clunky dialogue. It's it's similar in that it's like characters saying very obvious things. Yeah, exactly, and reiterating obvious things. But it happens so fast, yeah. and and the next, yeah, it's it's just like it learned from the happenings shit, mm-hmm. and and just. Just was like, you know what? We can do this same thing. It's just you gotta you gotta do it so fast that you know you can't you can't have a three Mississippi on Mark Wahlberg's dumb face. Yeah, and then abruptly it ends. The happening becomes the happened. It happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they don't really know what caused it, other than they. Well, yeah, they do. They say it's the trees. But they don't know what really tipped it off or if it's going to happen again. And then it does. It happens in France. Yeah. It, it, he's not lying. 
Watch this movie. It's I mean, don't watch this movie, really, but... <laughs> oh, I, I will say, like, there was a few... Like, oh, man, one of the weirdest moments of dialogue was the horny conversation in front of the little girl. I think I was so checked out by this point that I didn't even notice. I won't, I won't go on. I don't want to prolong this. This is This movie is just nothing. It's just nothing. This is one of those where, like, really... If you want to get the maximum en- enjoyment out of it, just look at the the meme clips on YouTube of like this these are the clips from the movie that everyone talks about similar to like um uh what's that Nick Cage movie? Wicker Man? Wicker Man. Yeah. Where it's like I can I can probably guess that it's not really worth watching other than just knowing about the beast Bees, no, not the bees, no. Watched uh, this, this one. It's the scene with Mark Wahlberg just being an awful actor. It's being. Were you talking about killing me in there? What? No. What? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg really needs somebody like Will Ferrell to pair next to somebody interesting and fun and. And boisterous, bodacious. Mark Wahlberg is on that list of actors that I'm just befuddled why people like them. That I'm like, there's nothing there. It's like there's this like absence of charisma that I can't see. Like, why isn't anyone seen through this? Like, Mark Wahlberg is one. Dwayne Johnson is another that I'm just like, why do people love The Rock so much? It's like. When he's in a movie, it's just so blank. Like it's it's like just basically watching paint dry the performances. And it's like, oh, they, he's a good actor because look, he's big. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. It's because you go, okay, well, what niche is the rock? Or yeah, what niche is the rock filling? And you go, oh, well. Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Van Damme, like these sorts of roles is the role that The Rock is. But he's also filling like Brendan Fraser's role. Like it's like it's like they took these roles of like big, strong guy and then charismatic, fun guy. And they tried to meld them into one person. Well, see, that's the thing. If you say all these movies that are created explicitly for The Rock. Well, it's weird because. The analog is, like you said, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. It's like, they're the big, giant bodies where that's a feature. But they can also Arnold, act. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone are super charismatic. Yeah. I mean, Arnold is charismatic before he like could even speak English. And like he commanded attention and like had a presence and... They're good actors. Like Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger are pretty good actors. You can point to movies where they're genuinely good. Oh yeah. Outside of just their physical appearance and genuinely funny. And The Rock, I'm like just left with it cuz it's the stuff where he's in comedic stuff, it's like so corny to me and it's so much reliant on him being paired up with a different type and yeah. it just doesn't work. There's something well. there's something right about it. It feels like the Tyler Perry version of general audience <laughs> movies. You know? It's like this it's and and also like it taps into this crowd that you don't want to acknowledge exists but is really like the vast majority of everyone, right. which right. is the big bang audience. <laughs> you know, the big bang theory audience who are just like ha, 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 stupid, you know, just like <laughs> oh, oh. Bryce, yeah. how many times <laughs> How many times can they say bazinga? Yay! And it's like, "Oh, okay. I get it. My- We're stupid. Everybody's stupid." But I didn't want to think that it was this way. Yeah. I mean, even Mark Wahlberg is, you know, it, I think most of my beef is with The Rock. Like, he's the one that I point to. I'm like, oh, I don't I don't get it. Why is he in so many movies? Mark Wahlberg, he was in Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah. He was in um, 
Boogie Nights? <laughs> Boogie Nights. No, he was also in the the one with Leo and Matt Damon. I can't remember what it's called. The Scorsese one. Which is so, oh yeah yeah the Departed. There's, which is so some... weird because because to me Mark Wahlberg, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Matt Damon's faces are all <laughs> basically the same face. <laughs> right. And so to me, I have a heart like they all kind of look alike mm-hmm. uh, a little bit to me. Yeah, I mean Mark Wahlberg is in good movies, and there he's put in some situations where that type of performance works. Mainly Boogie Nights. I, I can't think of any other movie where he just really sells it. What about Ted? <laughs> Ted, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I shouldn't hate on him so much. Like, there's, but I look at him like, even as good as he gets, there's someone that could probably do better than Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I mean, he's a good guy to play to play off of, I guess. Um, you know, I mean, he, think of think of like if you're there's roles a, that make sense for him, like the fighter. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, think if you're like a working actor and you just like you know you're better than Mark Wahlberg, and you're like, why is he getting all this work? You know, it'd be like it's probably how the Funky Bunch feels, to be honest. <laughs> I think the answer to that is very similar to the answer that you, to the the thing that you posed at this kind of the start of this whole thing, which is like, be somebody that people like to work with, period. Right. And yeah. he's just likable. Nobody hates Keanu Reeves. Is he the best actor? No. Does everyone love him more than anyone, than most people in their family? Yeah. Everybody loves Keanu Reeves. Right. Everyone. You, if Keanu Reeves, if you walked in on Keanu Reeves banging your sister, you'd be like, hey, good way to go, man. You know, like... And that's probably the same for Mark Wahlberg in Hollywood. People are just like happy to see him. Because he, right. he's a nice guy. Sure. Now. <laughs> say, how do you mother fool me? Yeah. Yeah. You say that enough times and boom, you're in. Yeah. Um, He gave every single person in the entire world a bit in Entourage. The end. Right. He, he, there, That's where he gained all of his goodwill. Okay. So, final recommendations. Don't see this movie. Don't. Just don't bother. Mm-mm. All right, let's move on to Rotten Tomatoes game. I don't think I have the... Oh, here I do. Attack of Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten. Attack of the Rotten Tomatoes game. Um, This is a game where I give you... Two movies, and you have to guess which one gets the better Rotten Tomatoes score. Extra point if you guess the score correctly. And this is the critic score. Critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, And this round is all M. Night Shyamalan movies. David! 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 Okay. All right, let's start out... um, Probably one of the harder ones. The Village versus Old. Uh, I feel like Old um, probably... Ooh, I feel like Old probably jumps out a little bit ahead. I'm supposed to guess which one has the higher score. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to say Old with like a 76. Um, Yeah. Wow, I, I did not think you would go th- there, but it is old, with fifty percent. Oh damn! Oh. Yeah. Well, a point is a point. A point is a point. I'll take it. What did uh, do you- Village got forty three percent? Wow, so un so unnecessary. Just be nice. Yeah. Said said we after t- completely trashing on that. I mean, for me, is like Village is way better than old. Um. It's, yeah. It's- no, the Village is is better than old, but I think old was. Uh, a ha- more happily received because right. it wasn't like, hey, you know, I almost almost wonder how much it is because it came right at the end of the pandemic. I wonder how much critics are like, I can't tell people not to go to the movies. a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, think if your if your job required like having exa- advanced screeners to movies, and like. 
yeah, you probably don't. Anyways, moving on. Glass versus Unbreakable. I haven't seen Glass. I know Unbreakable was kind of like wishy-washy received. Is that accurate? Was the re- reception of... Unbreakable? I'm not going to give you any clues. This is a game. No, I mean, we can ha- we can talk a lot. Look, I don't know either way on this one. But, I mean, Unbreakable is one of your favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. It was and it was the movie he released right after Signs mm-hmm. uh, or um, Six not Signs Six Sense. Um, was it? It wasn't as well received as the Six Sense, definitely. Hmm. And Glass was the one about the bad guy from Unbreakable. Yeah, so it's it was like the third in the trilogy. So it was un- oh, it Unbreakable. It was the last one. Yeah, Unbreakable, Split, and then Glass. Okay. Then I think Glass was received pretty well, if I recall. Um, so I'm going to say uh, Glass, because I thought it was the second in the okay. series. Um, did the guy from Split, was he in Unbreakable? Because the guy from no. Glass was in Unbreakable. Yeah. Huh. Glass was like the main villain of Unbreakable, but Split... Um, I gotta work my way through that trilogy. Yeah, is it good? Is it a worthwhile yeah, watch? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you've any- seen Split, right? No. Oh, Split's good. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm gonna say Glass, and I'm gonna say sixty-five. Glass sixty-five. You are wrong. Oh. Glass got thirty-six percent. Oh damn. And Unbreakable got 70%. I remember I I remember people being like all oh, fucking crazy about. Maybe I'm thinking about Split. I really can't recall. People like Split. Okay. A lot a lot more than than Glass. Glass like it was almost like a movie no one was asking for. Mm. But like like I couldn't you probably can't find a a bigger fan of Unbreakable. And I was even like this seems weird and arbitrary to make oh. the sequel to it um kind of getting sammy l in there yeah i, I liked unbreakable and i liked split but i was like seriously what who was asking for glass huh. but it was uh, it was it's an interesting so oddity. so i'm one for two Is one right? for two okay next signs versus split that's a good pairing, I would assume. Yeah. How close are all of these? Are all of these very, very close together? Um, Last one was probably the farthest apart. And that was a big spread. That was like a yeah. 40-point spread. Jesus Most God. of them are... Well, I don't know. Okay, so what are the two? Signs versus Split. Split was so loved. Um, But Signs was before Mel Gibson lost his shit. <laughs> Yeah, and Mel, before Mel Gibson lost his shit, he was a big deal. Like, and and M Night Shyamalan still had like a really solid reputation. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say Split, and I'm gonna say 83. Good guess. It is Split, 77 percent. Oh, pretty close too on the signs was 74. Dang, pretty close. Three point spread. All right. This one is The Sixth Sense versus The Visit. The Sixth Sense versus The Visit. You have to have paired these two together. Now you're fucking with me. (laughs) I don't like it. Hmm. It's got to be The Sixth Sense at like 95. It is The Sixth Sense at 86%. That's the highest that he's ever gotten. So I'm three for four. The visit is the inversion. It's 68%. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, So yeah, three for four. So you basically won the game, but we got two more. The Lady in the Water versus The Last Airbender. Oof. I, you know, I I saw Lady in the Water in theaters. I really liked it. Hmm. I saw, was that 2007? Sure. I think... I think the happening was 2008, so it was probably 2006. I think I saw it with my wife, um, and that was in 2007. Okay. Um, was when we started dating. Um, the last Airbender was universally garbage. Everybody fucking hated that movie, even people who weren't fans of The Last Airbender. So I'm going to say The Lady in the Water, and I'm going to say 
39. Pretty close. The Lady in the Water was 25%. Much better than Airbender's 5%. The last Airbender was the lowest out of all Shyamalan. Even lower than The Happening? Yeah. Wow. All right, final two. The Happening versus After Earth. I don't know anything about After Earth. After Earth Earth was the... um, the uh shit what's his name will smith's son's vehicle oh yes jaden smith yeah starred in after earth and i guess will smith was in it too i always thought they should call it after earth after earth welcome to after earth so i'm i've won this game i'm like yeah five you're, you're six far winning it but um and what are these it's after earth versus the happening after earth was notable because they did not advertise that M night Shyamalan had anything to do with it, even though he wrote and directed. Then I'm going to say the happening, uh, be, no, I'm going to say after earth is higher and I'm going to say it's 25. The happening wins this round at 17%. After earth got 12. Woo. Woo. That stinks. Pretty rough. And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Go to our Patreon. Check out the perks that you could get if you give us money. Hey, you know, this is a free show. Um, We have been producing it for four years now uh, and just putting it out there. It's a lot of work and anything you can help us out. If even if you can uh, just become a patron at at a buck a month, that's. It's super appreciated, mm-hmm. and um, and the other way to support the show monetarily is is through Amazon. If you go to horrormovietalk.com, click on that Amazon link at the top of the page. But we also accept reviews. Reviews are a mm-hmm. great way to support yeah, yeah. the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And sharing it with a friend. Yeah, yeah. All that works, and, uh, and we just really appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah, I was thinking, like, Listening to some other podcasts where they end with the credits, like, you know, uh, the uh, Smartless podcast is brought to you by, is produced by this person, theme song done by this person, like, and it goes through like 10 different credits, and I I realized like, if that was us, it would be like, David, Bryce, David, Bryce, produced by Bryce Hansen, and, you know, edited by Bryce Hansen, yeah. Sound effects by Bryce Hansen. Hey, it, that's oh, your half of the show. Well, yeah, if it would be my, if it was my show, it would be like it was my if it was my turn to do the show, it would be all me with if, some yeah. some you, and then if it was yours, it'd be all you with some me. Yeah, except for uh, no, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, you guys have a great week. Uh, thank you, patrons, for voting on the happening. We hate you. Uh, bye. <laughs> bye. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. New theatrical releases always get priority. But we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good.